Welcome to the Popular Pig Podcast, a convenient place where you can stay up to date on what's popular in the swine industry. By listening to Popular Pig, you will receive invaluable information on the latest trends, news, and research from various experts that guide the global pork industry. Popular Pig is brought to you by sponsors like Johnsonville Foods, SwineWeb.com, Swine Robotics, Innovative Heating, the manufacturers of Hoghearth, and SwineTech, the award-winning creator of SmartGuard and PigFlow. To learn how you can reduce piglet crushing and your overall pre-winning mortalities by nearly 25%, visit SwineTechnologies.com. Welcome to the Popular Pig Podcast. My name is Matthew Rota, your host for today's episode. Today, we're going to talk about the start of a new era and the dawn of acuity genetics. Today, we're joined by Dr. Clint Schwab of the Mashoffs. How are you doing today, Clint? I'm good. And yourself? Pretty good. So I'm really excited to talk to you today about this new business that has come out of the Mashoffs that you've been a very big part of and that you've kind of been set to lead and really excited to learn about your background, how you became a part of the swine industry, and then we'll dive into this new genetics company that you guys have started. Sounds great. Uh, first off, I, I appreciate the opportunity. I'm, as you would probably guess, with the spinoff or launch of a, of a new business unit, we're excited about it. And so I appreciate the opportunity to be involved with this podcast and, and get some of the news out to the industry. Um, about my background, I actually don't know a day when I wasn't involved with the swine industry. Um, I, I grew up in Colorado, actually. Um, I grew up on a small seed stock operation. My dad and grandfather actually operated production sales every year and sold purebred Yorkshire and spot boars um, for commercial reasons. Now, you probably hear that and think now I'm just obviously dated when that happened. That was back when it was relevant. And obviously, Colorado had a bigger industry at that point in time. But that was my upbringings, um, obviously very deeply involved with uh, with the show pig industry coming up. But it's all throughout my to this point in my career been involved with pigs. As far as education goes, I, I did my bachelor's in animal science at Colorado State University a master's and PhD in animal breeding and genetics from Iowa State, and then I finished a uh, an MBA from Wash U here in St. Louis. After completing my PhD, I, I started with the National Swine Registry. I was their director of genetic services, I believe, to start off with. In the last 18 months or two years that I was there, I served as the CEO, and then transitioned to the mash-offs about eight years ago to essentially scale this effort that's become acuity today about eight years ago um the program obviously had dates back further than that but that's when you know as some of the original lines were brought in and we needed to really focus deeper into um into the genetic aspects of the business and and driving that that stage of innovation for for the mash-offs i currently operate in two roles i'm still serve as the, the Vice President of Science and Technology and responsible for the overall innovation effort for the business. But also, as you referred to earlier, I'm um, the president of, the, of Acuity as well. So I guess, what is Acuity? I mean, when we dial back to the very basics of Acuity, what, what, what makes Acuity different? When did this all start? You said that it had already been underway when you joined the team. How, how far back does this, does this, does this go? It's well over a decade. I'd, 10 to 15 years ago is when it really had its origins. Um, and it's all been part of 
a a broader multidisciplinary you know innovation effort to the mash offs that's always been a core element to to the mash offs over time and that not only includes genetics but things like reproductive technology and nutrition and animal care health all those different disciplines and you know there's a there's a basic understanding that genetic potential essentially sets the upper threshold of what you can can achieve in a system and the nuances of how you put those pieces together or creating a pig that fits the profit function of the business was realistically the was the opportunity for for the mash offs and really kind of the core elements of of how it started um there's also this understanding that you know most pigs if not all don't really ever achieve their full genetic potential and so how you can innovate a platform that gets what's created at the nucleus level or at the very top of the pyramid demonstrated and transferred to the commercial level is sometimes more and comp more complicated than actually the nucleus level improvement over time right that those things step by step there's been lots of wins and learnings along the way but now gotten to the point where it serves as a as a as the main resource for the mash offs as a production business and it, it's an opportunity to you know to deliver it and it's a value proposition we believe at least to the broader industry yeah and right now i guess so why now and it's interesting when we talk about a more profitable pig right in a in a world right now where profitability is paramount it, was there any influence of what's going on now to to launch this this summer or uh just kind of happened to fall this year <laughs> it's a good question and one that we've actually wrestled with internally for for quite some time obviously within you know the dynamics of the industry today um there's pressures on our business from whether it's from a cost standpoint or just the the industry in general can you know can really essentially create the question that why would you do this at this point in time as we've talked about it acuity is and the lines the the tools that have been developed within acuity are really centered on cost innovation for a production system and in light of those pressures cost has never really been more important than it is today and if it's something that's mature enough and ready for the rest of the industry why not offer it as a potential option for for partners in the industry as well so ultimately you get think about it from that perspective yeah there's never probably you can argue about what the right time is but we believe in the technology and the solutions it can offer if it and it's something that can help somebody else we decided just go ahead and offer it to the industry yeah and the mashoffs has a history of successfully innovating in this industry but then also has a good reputation for being there for other pork producers and to try to serve the industry as a whole we don't often have the opportunity to sit down and talk about some of the challenges there aren't a whole lot of genetic companies that are that are in this industry on, on a big scale and so understanding what were the challenges that that you faced along the way are there a few challenges that that really makes this a huge win what were some of the hard part the hard things you had to, to face oh i could i could list and talk about for a long time all the challenges that we've encountered along the way and the lessons learned i mean everything from you know it, establishing the base populations and growing them at the pace that you want to i'm generally an impatient person as do a lot of people here at the mash off i'm sure you can relate you yeah. know and so you're limited by by first of all biology and how long it really takes to get not only the nucleus populations established and then you've got to get 
that's surrounded by the right health assurance platform and infrastructure to support their scale and growth. And then they have to get deployed in a system and demonstrate value. And you have to benchmark that value in an R&D program that, you know, that really can tell you whether or not you're there and where the opportunities are improvements, where the opportunities for improvement exist. And so it becomes kind of a, a bit of this circular process over time. And it just takes, in this case, 10 years before you really get to the point where you've demonstrated what it can do and you can look somebody else in the eye that's outside of our system and say, yeah, this can create some value for you as well. And that's the big point being able to look them in the eye and saying, we know this works. And it's crazy because we're, we're always so used to moving fast today. But when we look at 10 to 15 years, there's a lot of people out there who think that the six to seven years for a pharmaceutical drug to get through the through processing as a long time, like 10 to 15 years, that's a lot of time for refinement and perfection and to focus on the details that really matter. And so that's that's really fascinating to, to hear that you guys were able to to kind of keep something moving that long. So I'm sure there's a lot of team members, too, that started with this process that are no longer even around on the team because it's just been that long. Oh, yeah, there's the, the team that put this together is far, far beyond me and started before my time at the mash offs, to be honest. And genetic improvement is a patient game and you it, it takes a long time to get where you want and. I think many people would agree with me that there's no such thing as the perfect pig, right? And it's always this constant pursuit of trying to sharpen your pencil and find ways to capture additional value. And the more that you learn along the way, the more you learn you don't know, right? And it takes time to get some of those things defined and not only created at the nucleus level, but figure out what's the dissemination path? How do you get these things transferred to where it matters at the PL at the commercial level, what we would call our future partners, as fast as possible. And there's just a lot that goes into it. And yeah, I'm blessed to, to work for an organization that was patient enough to allow it to take 10 years to get here and scale itself. So let's dive into profitability a bit. We had mentioned this more profitable sow. Um, maybe talk about that genetic line. How is it more profitable? What are some of the elements of of your line that makes it special? Yeah, uh, good question. And that's one that we we get a lot, even internally, right? I mean, we have uh, Acuity as it stands today outside of, you know, a growing partnership base. It started within the production system at the Mashoffs. And it, through time and my time at, at the Mashoffs, I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of the other genetic suppliers out there. Um, and it's no surprise that there's a number of good genetic product products that are available in the marketplace today. And I have a ton of respect for all of them. Um, I would tell you that um, what's unique about Acuity is its approach. And the fact that its underpinnings come from a commercial system and all of the system view types of things that go into the development of the lines that enables it to get delivered and offer genetic solutions in a different way, perhaps, than than what the marketplace has seen to this point. To boil this down, um, the, the core competency of, of Acuity, as we've developed over time and will continue to grow, is really the combination of, of three things. One is, is genetic resources. Um, those are the the lines and populations that you that you improve at the nucleus level that we've talked about. 
is not only is that the acuity proprietary lines, but that is also through partnerships, like you've seen in the recent announcement with Topics Norsven, for example. The combination of those things create a resource base that's really at the core of what, uh, what acuity can offer. That's combined with investments over time in a commercial testing platform that, for one, gives us the capability to select animals at the nucleus level for commercial-based performance, validate whether or not they're working, and understand all the nuances of those animals and their performance where it matters. So there's the core, which is the nucleus populations, the base gene pool, then the commercial measurement platform, and the third element is a technology platform that gets the genes from the nucleus to the customer's hands where they're delivering as fast as possible. And those examples are, you know, reproductive technology is a key one for genetic dissemination and being able to leverage the right genes more efficiently to a lot of the things that are being developed in the ag tech space, whether it's sensors and analytics and a lot of those things that enable us to better understand what's happening in the customer's platform to also things like helping manage human capital and eliminate some of the 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 drags on our ability to get get performance at the intersection of those things is what we would call our core competency and that is the ability to harvest value from genetic resources it's what i mean by the approach that acuity is taking and obviously the outcome when you talk about profitability or what the commercial producer would see that could come in def in several different forms but Ultimately, it lands square in line with increased profitability is the intent. And as part of a productive partnership, I mean, it's on it's the burden of acuity to demonstrate and deliver that value. Is there a is there a key strength from this line? I mean, some people boast uh, pigs born live. Some people boast big pigs birthed or the, the I guess the longevity or the, the robustness of that market hog as it enters and finishes. What might be that? big core strength that you guys are really adamant you were going to solve and, and do right? Yeah, so I, I would, to, it's a bit of a generalization. I realize there's lots that goes into this, but um, the lines, plural, um, offer an integrated value solution. And so one of those things, right, is that we've learned over time is the differentiation differentiation in, in carcass yield, for example. Um so it's the look and all the things along the way that creates this integrated value proposition that's the combination of whether it's the acuity duroc, the york or the land race, the selection focus on those things delivers an integrated value that combines not only the big profit drivers of efficiency and throughput, but makes sure that the wean to market performance where the bulk of our cost structure is, is managed in the right way at the same time. Gotcha. So, so where does this go from here? Uh, what are those, I guess, maybe those top three priorities of acuity genetics as we're moving forward over the next, uh, let's say, two, three years, even if we want to look that far out? Because right now, I think everybody's looking even the next three months, given everything going on. So uh, where, where does this go from here? How big can it get? Yeah, that's a good question. Everybody's crystal ball, right, is a little foggier today than it was probably a year ago. <laughs> um, yeah. But, but I would tell you that you know, Acuity will grow. Acuity is going to find partners um, that it can that it can work with, but at a at a sustainable scale. Um, I we're not going to be 
everything to everybody. Um, I don't think we have anybody has the capabilities to do that, but it will grow at the at the pace that Acuity can deliver the value to partners. Obviously, there's some other dimensions to that. There the supply chain and the health assurance platform and the things to make sure that Acuity has the ability to deliver value to the customer have to grow along with it. And sometimes those take time, but there's capabilities today to for it to grow fairly significantly in the next few years. And then of course you open the door to, you know, the the industry's big. And especially if you look at it from a global perspective. And there's global partners out there inevitably, right, that can va- that can benefit from this the offering that Acuity has that will will take advantage of them and will work with those partners when those opportunities come around. So did you ever think when you were growing up in Colorado that someday you'd be heading up a genetics company that's globally recognized or at least going to be globally recognized? Isn't it cool? It, it is. I had actually no idea. Um, genetics has always been an interest of mine, obviously, by what my training, my scientific training is. I've always been interested in it, but I, I'm still learning what I want to be when I grow up someday, right? Yeah. No, that's awesome. Uh, I guess to close off, would you mind just, I guess, do you have any closing thoughts or a golden nugget for the audience? We we like to provide a golden nugget to, to kind of educate or inspire or or teach and all the individuals listening. And we got individuals that are just learning about the industry who are in the industry, uh, invest in the industry. And so any thoughts? I could probably ramble on for a while. I don't know that I have a silver bullet answer um, and what they, what, my golden nugget would be, but I would tell you a lot of the learnings that I've had along the way and advice that I would have for for other people would center around a mixture of a lot of things. Um, I've been blessed because I've been surrounded by a lot of really good people along the way. Um, obviously, it's had a pretty big smattering of luck along the way in, in getting those mentors and team members that I've worked with, but I've always tried to to maintain a level of humility or at least a balance between humility and and I'll call it grit here drive the entrepreneurial spirit and I'm I've been a a lifelong learner and I'm just generally curious by nature so a lot of those things I think whether planned or not have created some of the opportunities along the way and I think fit really well in line with what acuity has to offer and obviously, the team that we've assembled here and how we plan to partner with with other people. So, again, I, I don't know that there's a silver bullet to it, but um, several different things with the intention of just every single day. I just try to make sure that myself and my team get one step better. And hopefully over time, it just adds up and becomes a bigger difference. No, I appreciate you sharing that. And you actually said one thing in there that I want to jump into before we close. And you mentioned that you've had mentors and advisors throughout your life to help guide you uh, into who you are. Do you have any advice on how to leverage or or find mentors and incorporate them in your life to to help guide you? A, a lot of my mentors happened a bit by accident. So how to get there, I don't know that I have really a good piece of advice. My Obviously, my father, grandfather, and a lot of my families is what instilled the interest. And then they start to talk about people that were influences for them. And you just start conversations and things go from there, right? I, the same kind of thing is that's how I ended up 
at Iowa State for graduate school. It was a school from in the in the swine genetics field that my family always looked up to. When I got there, it happened to be that Maynard Hoberg was the department head, and he kind of took me under his under his wing and was a really big mentor to me. He then had a really strong relationship with Daryl Anderson, who was the CEO of at the National Swine Registry that just kind of fostered that relationship and ultimately turned into a relationship with Bradley Walter, who's the president of, of the Mashoffs, that then recruited me to come here. So I don't know that it was really anything by intent up front, but if you create the relationships and the network and are open to people's opinions, uh, things turn out. No, thank you for sharing that. And really, thank you for joining the Popular Pig Podcast. It's been great to have you on here talking about acuity genetics. And we wish you the very best in your endeavors moving forward. Uh, just thank you again. Likewise. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Popular Pig. We aspire to learn and grow together through the experience and wisdom shared by our esteemed guests. Therefore, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and colleagues within the swine industry. For more information, please go to popularpig.com and subscribe to receive updates when new episodes are available. Today's episode is brought to you by sponsors like SwineTech. Leverage the power of computer vision, voice recognition, and real-time behavioral monitoring to reduce mortalities and labor inefficiencies in the farrowing house. For more information, visit swinetechnologies.com.